0: Hey, this show is truly big. out the quarterback. And this is QB Talk, the podcast. You got to get in where you fit in. And today, we not in Florida today. Oh, no. We down here in Las Vegas, Nevada. And guess who I got the pleasure of having on my show today? Man, talk to him, man. Introduce yourself, man. man Let the people up? know who you are, man.
1: What's happening with your brother? Man, everything you know good, man. Real good, yes, real, sir, yes, good real good, real, yes, good, real good, real yes, good. Sir, you know, my name is Troy Carter. Out of Milwaukee, Wisconsin, by way of Markham, Illinois, mm-hmm. west Side Chicago, L.A.'s family, what up? And I'm, I've been in Vegas since 2006,
0: so this is my new home. So what's happening with you, man? Hey, man, you've been here since 2006? Yes, sir. So you done seen it all. Yes, sir. Well, this what? let me say this, man. One thing about QB Talk, the podcast, our mission statement is a little bit different, which is why you're on here today. Right. It's a lot of people that really move and shake and really put the work in behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. But the truth of the matter is they don't really, you know, get their props, they don't get the accolades, but they're the ones doing the real work. Yes sir. So my thing is just in terms of and I know you wear a lot of different hats and we're going to get into that. Right. But just in terms of your journey uh that thus far. Tell me two things that you don't like about the entertainment side of the business. And then we're going to get right into your story. If you had to two, guess. You said two things I don't like? Yeah, to... yeah. The, the, the two things that... Uh, that, that, that only two? I narrowed it down to right, two for right. a reason. Because right. I know just during the course of this journey that we're about to take them on, uh, we're going to bring them up to speed.
1: Yes, sir. So one of those, one of the first and most important things is I don't like how we mismanage our positions. Mm. We have the the ears and eyes of the masses and we use it for ignorance. Oh, man. And then they put the marketing dollars behind ignorance. Correct. That's one thing. And I, and I, and the second thing is how we have billions of dollars in this, this industry. Correct. But we only have one or two billionaires in this industry. Oh man. You yeah. know what? That's
0: a bar. Can, can you give me that just one more time? That's a bar. We,
1: we We make billions of dollars in this entertainment industry. Right. But we only have one or two billionaires in this entertainment industry. Okay. You know,
0: and, and I'm glad that you pointed that out because for the people that's not woke, mm-hmm. they think that everything is fine because there's more power uh, bestowed upon the artists and labels than ever. Mm-hmm. However, with that same uh, comment that I just made, it's still a contradiction mm-hmm. because with all that big pool of money there, we only have a couple of billionaires. Right. And so... In my opinion, and I know this is something that we're going to have to take a journey on. It goes back to purpose and Mm -hmm. why you're doing what you're doing. So can you give me your take or your version of what purpose is? And Mm -hmm. I'm going to piggyback off that.
1: Purpose in, in, in what form? In the form of life or in the form of industry?
0: All right. In the form of life. Because I believe that if you are doing what your true purpose is, then the other things will align. That's just my belief. Purpose
1: is what we exist for. Okay. You know, um, purpose is, the that is the pursuit of every human, or should be the pursuit of every human being that had ever exists. <laughs> to find your purpose is to find yourself. Mm-hmm. You get what I'm saying? Right. So, yeah, purpose is everything, bro. Okay, yeah. and
0: so and so, even with you saying that, and I definitely agree with your your definition. And here is one of the problems as to why we don't have more billionaires or more people that's actually getting their piece of the pie.
1: Mm.
0: One thing about this, uh, and I'm gonna just use the record part of the entertainment industry. Mm. Once it's like a train; once it starts to move, you're moving. So if you wasn't prepared. And if you didn't know what your purpose was prior to you getting the buzz, prior to you getting the money, prior to you getting the fame, then that ride, it's like a roller coaster. It's just (laughs) going, right? So you're definitely not going to know your purpose then. Mm -hmm. And then it kind of, and this is just my opinion the world according to Amp, it creates a false sense of security to people that think they know what purpose is Mm -hmm. because they're finding their purpose at... The most fragile time of their life, when everybody else is telling them how great they are. Right. At that time,
1: you know what I think. Um, I think that's strategic by the powers that be. I believe they find people that's premature in their purpose and in, in their pursuit of purpose, and they blow their heads up. Mm-hmm. You know, um, not to judge one of your Florida brothers and nothing like that, mm-hmm. but but just to really send love to them. But I, I watched an interview earlier on Drink Champs with uh, Kodak Black. And I see the king in that young brother, right? But also, based off what you just said, I believe that they grabbed that young man before he can find out the type of king he's supposed to be. And they blew his head up. And I don't believe that he knows his purpose. I don't believe that he knows his true power.
0: And and, and you know what? I'm going to piggyback off that because indirectly I know him and I saw his journey Mm. early on. And let me say this. If Trump gave him a pardon, Mm -hmm. then me and you understand life. That didn't just happen by accident. Not at all. So either he has, so the NFL pays you for potential, Mm -hmm. right? You're this good now, but you'll be this good at a later date. Yes. Imagine how great they must think Kodak is going to be. Right. Because, bro, he got a pardon. Right. All right? Right. Right how many people do you think was really on the list? It might've been 50,000 people on the list. Right. So out of 50,000 people, 20 people got a pardon. So I say it all that to say this, and this goes back to something we're going to get into later. From an industry standpoint, they're going to have to get back to having knowledgeable teams. But I also believe that the people that you have on your team gotta have love, respect, and admiration for you, mm-hmm. because if it's just about the paycheck, then they're gonna let you run wild. They're gonna let you be a crash dummy, and you know this. The labels and the corporations—they're really not. They're not gonna say nothing as long as you're producing.
1: Yeah, that's it. You know, yeah. it's like because it's
0: pimping, and I didn't want to say that, but I mean, you sh- right. I said it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I ain't want to say that, but but that's what it is, and yeah. and the fact that we're touching on purpose, I think more conversations like this need to be had. Mm-hmm. But that's going to come from you, or the artist, or the entity having somebody that's seasoned and knowledgeable, and having a little wisdom, and that's that know who they are mm-hmm. in their camp, and that's one of the things that's missing, right. Um, a talk that me and you get a chance to have, uh, indirectly, uh, just in casual conversation, um, me and you both believe in manifestation, mm-hmm. right? Um, and so I definitely want to get your take on that, but what happens when a person is talking and they're asking for all of these things and then it happens, but they wasn't ready, right? They didn't actually believe but you know we'll just use manifestation right. as a guide mm-hmm. but it actually happens and they wasn't mentally prepared they wasn't spiritually prepared and then even with the people that they're aligned with they're not prepared right so and so the question that i'm opposed to you is a double-edged sword can manifestation be a blessing and a curse Hmm.
1: Mm. Oh, that's very deep I believe, if, so if manifestation manifestation is destiny, then it can't be a curse. Okay. It's all for the betterment of somebody, maybe not you.
0: Okay. So okay. if you
1: say, if it's a, is it a blessing and a curse for the individual, perhaps. Okay. But the people around him that they get it, sometimes people are sacrifices, right? Sometimes if I get my chance to shine, but I wasn't prepared for it. Right. And you get a chance to observe my light. Right. And you see my mistakes, it betters you if Correct. you were in my same space. Right. So for the artists so again when when we see these NBA young boys Kodak Black's Boosie's all these cats that get a chance to shine and then in their spotlight when you you we had a conversation about this but in their spotlight they're glorifying the 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 women they're glorifying the drugs and all of these things right? We got a chance to see generations right. right? So when you see Boosie in his early age and he talk about he a killer, he this, this and that <laughs> but then you then we see him go to jail. <laughs> you get what I'm saying. Right, right. Then we see him be blessed enough to to be free from jail, and then we see the humility in him, and then we see him be a grown man, and then then a dad. Right. You get what I'm saying, and then to make mistakes again, and then fix. You get what I'm saying. We get a chance to see an elevation. So he, he fulfilled his destiny by being that light, right. and he showed masses on. Uh, he, he showed masses that if you don't carry your light the right way, you can fumble your light. No doubt, and you can be submerged in darkness. That brother said he was on death row. I'm certain. (laughs) Right, I'm certain it humbled him. Oh no, and I'm certain the people that was close to him and the people that observed him from afar,
0: it humbled them as well. Like, oh, right, we can go to jail for this. Right, right. (laughs) I'm saying, and they had to learn through his experience. Exactly, and see, and this is why. I like talking about the full spectrum Mm -hmm. because these are things, and it's it's no disrespect to the other channels or the shows that are bigger. Um, Some people do stuff for clicks. Mm -hmm. Some people do stuff for likes. We know that, you know, the goal in this game is chasing engagement. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the things that I wanted to do and that I set out to do differently um, when I came up with this podcast, not only to shed light for entrepreneurs to see, Mm-hmm. But I wanted them to be able to hear stories like yours, but the early in the beginnings. All right. And I know we hadn't got to that yet, but mm-hmm. this is one question that I pose to everyone. Doing your journey, and and we now we know why Nipsey said a marathon. <laughs> um, at, at first, everybody didn't get it, but Facts. now we know why he said a marathon. Um, and I'm going to be transparent. I used to work for the Department of Children and Families. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been a kitchen manager at Ruby Tuesday. Um, I've been a stock person. I worked at a T-shirt place. But the funny part is I learned so much about business hands-on, even down to just food costs and ordering and, and overhead. And it helped me in what I'm doing now because I'm still dealing with budgets. You feel me? We, we And things of that nature. Mm-hmm. So how that comes back to you is, can you tell the audience what your background is? Mm-hmm. Because, of course, what's going to happen is people are going to see some of the bigger things that you do. Right. And I don't want to create a false sense of security in terms of letting them know, okay, you started here. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us about some of the, the, the things you did uh, that prepared you for where you're at right now?
1: So I, I want to do it quickly and chronologically. Okay. Um, I started out like a, as I explained um I'm from I was born in Markham, Illinois, okay. right? It's a south suburb of Chicago. <laughs> okay. Um I w- I was born to the Carter family. Okay. And it was at the at the time early okay. 80s when I was born, 83 to be exact, um I was born into a drug family. Okay. And um And growing up in inside of that drug family, I got a chance to observe as I you know, we had a conversation about my, right. my gift and my blessing from the most high is my ability to observe. Okay. Right. So I got a chance to watch my father, my uncles and their friends run an organization. Unfortunately, it was the drug trade, mm-hmm. but fortunately I seen Kings mm-hmm. congregate right. and I seen them or- organize, mm-hmm. and they organized locally and then nationally. Again, not glorifying the drug trade at all. Right. But I'm glorifying the fact that when men come together, you know, it's, it's effective, it's powerful. And, and, and folks don't like that. You know what I'm saying? Right. Right. Um, and unfortunately I got a chance to see, uh, death. Okay. At an early age. I got, I got a chance to see drug addiction at an early age. So it molded me at an early age to understand that first and foremost, I'm from a hustling bloodline. Right. And second of all, you don't want to sell dope.
0: <laughs> well, that, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you get know what I'm saying? Yeah, they was giving out Social Security <laughs> numbers yeah. uh, for people that violated yeah. back then, right? Yeah, yeah. And,
1: and I got a chance. Uh, unfortunately, I, I observed a lot of my my uncles. They they went to jail, and they're just now getting out. Okay. You know, shout out Toby. You know what I'm saying? Right. They just now getting out for you know 25, 30 years right. ago, and all right. these. And that's what I was saying. Yeah, yeah. So. um, and then people don't understand the depression that comes behind it as well. Mm-hmm. I've watched my uncle get murdered, and then my dad being his older brother, Troy Carter Jr., I'm Troy Carter III. Okay. You know what I mean? And my, my granddad, Troy Carter Sr., rest in peace. Um, I got to, I, I seen my dad, people speak about the incarceration, people speak about the murder and all these different things, but what about the mass depression that it brings? You know, so I've seen that. Everyone. Yeah, so I've seen that, I've seen the fall of an empire. Right. And then when when the empire fell, I was, you know, being raised by my mother right. in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Shout out to 414 Milwaukee, Wisconsin, um very unique city. And um when I being raised in Milwaukee, I got a chance to see um I got a chance to see where the the devil migrates to. Oh man. Yeah, and and um all of the crime that happens in Chicago when people run they were running Milwaukee. Right, right. You get what I'm saying? I did figure that out. I <laughs> yeah. did figure that out because I've been yeah. hanging out in the city a little bit. Yeah. I did figure that out. Yeah, like, they they figure like, oh, this is a safer place. But in reality, y'all all just met up here. Right. And me being from having dual, you know, right. residences, I got a chance to see that. You get right. what I'm saying? So Milwaukee kind of um, gave me a chance to observe how the enemy really works. You know what I'm saying? Milwaukee uh, lured a lot of uh, black families in the, in the early 80s with welfare. You get what I'm oh, saying? Man. They gave double what other s- cities and states were getting. Okay. And food stamps and, okay. and, and government benefits and stuff like that. Right. So, of course, it drew a lot of our women, our mothers, to that, that place. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. Yeah. So, of course, the men going to follow the women. Well, of course. Of course. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's just like the club. You get yeah. the women no, we
0: we coming. Oh, yeah. Right?
1: Oh, yeah. So... I watched uh, Milwaukee be a, a, a thriving city with people from all over, you know, moving to that place for its opportunities. And then I watched it, sl- it slowly die. So I grew up in a dying city. You get what I'm oh, saying? Man. Yeah. So um, early on, you know, specifically in 1993, I unfortunately witnessed the um, a massacre of, of our people in Milwaukee Come with on, with uh Crypto Ceridium. And uh, Cryptoseridium is when our water supply was poisoned the the sewage or the sewage system it somehow <laughs> somehow mixed in with our local drinking water.
0: That don't just happen by accident.
1: It don't, but that's what they say was an accident, and they say only a few people died or whatever the case. But I believe thousands died. Okay. You know, I believe it was just classified as something else. Kinda of like with the COVID thing, how you know, <laughs> right. you know or you know, how they say, uh, or you die from a heart attack or you die from uh, respiratory problems. Well, is it COVID or not? You get right, what I'm right, saying? Right. All right and what was so the common denominator? What was the common denominator. Right. You know, and, and that's that's a lot of what they do, they skew the numbers in Chicago and Milwaukee in and, and many cities. You'll get shot today and then they'll say you died from some other reason tomorrow because you didn't die today. Right. from that bullet wound. Right. Right. You get what I'm saying. So I watched that happen in Milwaukee, and actually, the reason why we're drinking water bottles today is because of that situation in Come Milwaukee, Wisconsin. It was it's classified or is documented as the biggest water crisis in America prior to Katrina. I and see. again, and I didn't know that. Yeah, and right. most people don't know that. You right. get what I'm saying. Right. We grew up, in, and then still to this day, we, you you hear about the uh, Flint water. Right, <laughs> you know the, the Flint problem, right? right. Well, we have that ex- same problem for the same amount of time, but it's, it was never publicized. Okay, you know okay. there there's been protests about our drinking supply, how our uh, lead lateral pipes or our uh, our pipes, our drinking water pipes are full of lead. No, right, mm-hmm. and and that that lead in our water uh, contribute to cognitive deficiencies. And then when you mix in the crack epidemic, yeah, right, and the mass incarceration epidemic, right. and then these children are drinking lead, and then lead was still in our products and like the paint and all that right, stuff. Right. Imagine the people I went to school with. Imagine right. the anger, you know. And we spoke about anger before, but imagine how angry this crack baby is in my class. He can't be still. Right, right. He can't control his
0: emotion, and it ain't his fault. Right, he's confused. Right, you get what I'm saying. Right, and and, and it's it's a it's mm-hmm. a bigger problem. And I think that's when, um, and I don't know how y- y'all did it up here, mm-hmm. but they start um, kind of diagnosing all the kids with ADHD yeah. and putting them on that <laughs> medicine. Yeah, right.
1: Okay. Yeah, but they. they <laughs> what about crack? <laughs> so they <ain't laughs> had nothing to do. You know what I'm saying? The ADHD right, ain't right. got that. The fact his mother was on drugs, his father's on drugs, ain't got nothing to do with his ADHD. Right. That's again how they classify our deficiencies is very unique and strategic, right? right. So I grew up. Around a bunch of crack babies, bro. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Right. I grew up around a bunch of children with single mothers because of mass incarceration. Right. Um, another little known fact is, you know, well, most people know that United States is the number one incarcerating country in the world. You've heard that. Correct? Right.
0: I have heard that statistic.
1: Wisconsin is the number one incarcerating state in the country. And Milwaukee is the biggest city in Wisconsin. So by default, Milwaukee is probably the number one incarcerated city in the entire world. That's crazy. You get what I'm saying? That's crazy. So I'm growing up in this crack infested, incarcerating ass city with lead in the water. You know what I'm saying? (laughs) You know, (laughs) and, and, it it was just a recipe for disaster. Right. The factories moved away. You know we the home of Jeffrey Dahmer too. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
0: like don't add that because the dick already stacked. Right. You dishes. see what I'm saying? Yeah, so don't add that. Right.
1: right. And, and it's such a it's like Milwaukee is not a small city, but it's not a big city. It's one of the medium medium cities. Right. So when you combine all of those different components, this is my generation of existence. Right. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah. Now I'm going to school with. All of these people with all of these issues and I'm trying to maintain my peace and peace right. of mind in this space. And sanity, right. In my sanity in this space. Correct. So that's that's my early years. So when when the opportunities start to leave the city because it was so getting so bad with crime and Correct. and all of this stuff, um, I had to learn how to fend for myself. Mm-hmm. You know, so early on, of course, I stepped into the the hustle world. Right, you get right. what I'm saying, and and I, I, that's what was yeah. readily available. Always, come right. on now. Yeah. In every community, we right. all, but it's a it's it's not even a, a it's a necessity. It's nothing but a necessity mm-hmm. for us. A lot of us, you know, we put a bad name on hustling, or or you know, because they tell us don't sell drugs, don't do drugs, and stuff like that. But they don't say nothing about employment opportunity. They don't say nothing about the lack of employment opportunity. They don't say nothing about the corporations being ran by white males mm-hmm. that don't want to hire black males. Right. You understand? So if if we got 80 to 90 percent of the corporations ran by white males and because we're angry, I guess, for no reason mm-hmm. and they don't want to hire us, then we're unemployable. So now we go we go to the streets and you know you know what I'm saying right, right, how that crack trade right, happened right, right, right. so when we go to the streets and we we touch crack remember they was giving out a year per rock or some crazy right, right, ass right right
0: right uh, something like that and um, I forgot the correct term for it but what they was given I don't want to use the word soft but what they was given for cocaine versus what they was given for rock was crazy it different. was crazy and that's one of the reasons right. why the laws ended up having to change yeah but it was blatant racism yeah. because of course the brothers uh, kind of dealt more with crack. Right. And then uh cocaine was more of a leisure right. But no, I'm sorry, recreational <laughs> right. drug at this right. the, the right. rich man drug right, they right, call right, it. Right, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's why I say recreational. Yeah. Right.
1: So I, I saw so I grew up in all of that. And again, as I said, my, my blessing, my my gift from the most high is to be able to, to observe. Okay. And not to involve myself in certain things. So I'm sitting back and watching all of these these things change. I'm watching the trees die. Mm-hmm. I'm watching the grass die. You get what right, I'm saying? Right. Literally. And um, when when all of these men went to jail, again, I'm in school age around this time. I'm watching all of our fathers go to jail, right? So now I'm seeing a city turn nothing but hustlers. Right. Which was kind of a dope thing at first. Like we, we hustle,
0: you know, right, right. all all seasons. But not to cut you mm-hmm. off. But once they removed the big dog, he was kind of the gatekeeper. Yeah. And so during that time, of course, nobody wanted their son to go down that road because we want our kids to be better than us. right? And so, yeah. And
1: my dad would always say that. Don't be like me. Be better than me. Be better than me. You get what I'm saying? And that definitely stuck with me. So to fast forward through all of this, you know, at an early age when I I figured my mother didn't have it, you know, I I started to learn to hustle, Mm -hmm. you know, and and me coming from— a multi million dollar background, unfortunately, street background, I, I aimed high. So I started out hustling and then I became the connect
0: early oh man, right? before
1: the age of 20. And to be 100,
0: because again, oh, right. I'm on your show. And, right, right. You know yeah, what yeah. Saying? Be, no, be, <laughs> be transparent because yeah. again, uh-huh. and, and and this is why I'm glad that you're giving the audience you. Yeah. I want them to go on your journey because remember, and and this is please don't lose your thought because you're going no, right go where ahead. I need you to go. But we talked about purpose purpose. Mm-hmm. We talked about manifestation mm-hmm. and we talked about journey. Yeah. And so I'ma tie it in with the marathon because that's where you started at. Yeah. And people it's almost like a preacher. If he's talking to his audience and he never did nothing wrong, Hmm. then I don't don't (laughs) want to hear from him. I want him to tell me, hey, boy, I used to chase them girls. You know, like I used to be in. That's what I want to hear. And then I see the refined product. I don't want to see a perfect preacher that never did nothing. And so I'm glad. Because, again, you're telling them some stuff that I didn't know. Right. And so what you, remember, I get a chance to see the finished product. Mm -hmm. So now I think I like you a little more than I see you. (laughs) You was a little more rough around the edges. So now I know when we were out to dinner earlier, like, my joke really was funny because you really understood what I'm saying. (laughs) But back to to what your story is, Mm -hmm. you were always ambitious. Mm Mm-hmm. Hustling was in your blood, in your DNA, mm-hmm. as well as you had saw It work. Mm-hmm. So when you got ready to make the transition or pivot, mm-hmm. or we'll just say necessary adjustment, <laughs> um, right? What triggered that for you, though? So when
1: when I when I got involved, and when I say connect, I was the, I was the connector. I, I I figured out how to get it. Right, and you get what I'm saying and again I want to be transparent because I'm not glorifying it but I'm I want because when you see like you said you see the finished product or right, the polished right. product and but the the masses don't know that right you get right, what I'm saying because right, right. I was learned I was cut from that cloth we don't talk about what we do right, right. you get know what I'm saying and also my own cloth from, that was given to me by the most high is that I'm not glorifying nothing I'm doing right you get what I'm saying what I'm trying to do is create an opportunity so the pivot the pivot was when I got a chance to do that, but not go too deep into it. You get what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. And I, I was playing football. Right, okay. You get what I'm saying? Football okay. was my, my, my outlet. Okay. You know, I, I was one of the number one defensive players in the state of Wisconsin. Okay, okay. You get what I'm saying? Okay. I played defensive end. So I'm <laughs> hold on, hold on, hold on. So I'm the only
0: quarterback that you ain't really just wrestling oh, to the oh, ground. Hey, man. Okay, hey, listen, okay, okay. I'm getting
1: anxious right now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying?
0: Okay, but, okay. But
1: no, that was my thing, man. And that was my outlet. And I and it's, it's crazy. I seen um Brother Charleston White. You know what, mm-hmm. what I mean? Which is <laughs> a wise man, a strategic brother. You know, a lot of he rub a lot of people the wrong way. But I heard him say something, and it triggered me, man. He said something about how these men who who these young men that are raised by their mothers and their mothers are angry women, or whatever kind of mother they are, the only outlet for this young boy who's getting checked by a woman, but he's a man or a king, his only outlet is when he get on that field. And that man, that struck a nerve because, you know, God bless my mother, but, you know, it was rough at home because, you know what I'm saying? And when I when I would get out to that field, them niggas
0: knew. I mean, excuse my language, nah, but no, nah, nah, nah. nah, they knew. And watch this. It was... <laughs> It was therapy. Mm-hmm. Oh man! It was an outlet, and it was what you looked for. Sorry to, to all of y'all limbs that I broke.
1: But <laughs> nah, nah. <laughs> look, look, and
0: <laughs> and believe it or not, because I guess now in the new age they call it that dog. Yeah. But you had that dog in you for a different reason because it was I don't want to say pent up frustration, mm-hmm. but that's how you released your valve. Yes.
1: Okay. Yes. Yeah, and I and that football was it was it was so therapeutic, brother. And um fortunately, you know, it carried me, it, it gave me a, a, a direction out of the situation. Right. I was in. You know what I mean? So I knew that I always knew that I wanted to go to Gremlin State University. Okay. Right. So in my later years, you know, so I finished up high school late because, you know, when you're hustling, and I had two jobs, you know, right, all right. sorts of see, hustling. See. And see, and see don't
0: leave that part out. Yeah, because I don't want them to think that you just walked <laughs> no, around with a clock. No, you know what I'm no. Let them know you punched no, the clock
1: too. No, I definitely had walked around with the clock, but, <laughs> but, um the big clock, but um, right. I, oh, I actually had two okay. jobs. Right. You know what I mean? I worked at a, a Brotherton Co. factory. Okay. And uh, I worked at uh, a security. I did security at uh, a company called Menards out there. It was like Home Depot. Okay. Um, yeah, so so I always kept two jobs, and I went to school, and I hustled, and I sold cars and cell phones, and I did whatever I could to never have to ask anybody for anything. You get what I'm saying? Oh, man. <laughs> I had to. And, you know, I know you right. share some of those. Oh, come <laughs> on, man. Come you on. get what I'm saying? I don't so, like
0: the word no, and I'm not yeah. talking about from a position of arrogance. Uh-huh. I'm talking about from something that's a need or a want that's not too excessive. Yeah. I don't like for a person to say, no, I can't have that. Exactly. And so that motivated me. And I think I shared this story with you earlier. Mm -hmm. Um, Not that this is about me because it's about you. But until I reached a certain level of maturity, I didn't understand that my mom was saying no because she really didn't have it. Right. She already was robbing Peter to pay Paul. Right. It was a single parent household. See, all those things I didn't understand. Right. I just knew that you said no.
1: Right. And I had to learn it myself, too. Man. Oh, my God. That's that's such an important lesson that our parents, our mothers particularly, they're not against us because they say no. And, and that's why I don't blame the mothers. I don't blame a lot of us for a lot of things we do because We don't know until we become become an adult. We don't know that, you know, the value of a dollar until we become an adult when these bills never stop again, ever.
0: (laughs) You know what I'm saying? So, watch this. You just triggered something in me. Uh, Even though we stayed in the hood, I heard that my mama made $16,000. So think about it. You know, we doing regular math in school. Right. So I really. Sound like th- a lot. I promise you. Man. So now I'm thinking, you definitely don't love me because you told me no a hundred times. Right. And so how all that goes back to what you're saying right now. And I'm glad that you being this transparent. Mm-hmm. We heard anger. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, we heard. Because, you know, therapy really wasn't available. Mm -hmm. But football was your therapy. Yes, sir. And let me say this. Think about now. And this is something I want to go back to. You, regardless of what you did or how you made a way, Mm -hmm. you still had a job. Yes, sir. Well, a couple jobs. In in was in school. Okay, so watch this. And I know nobody going to like this, what I'm about to say. (laughs) The new generation, they got the most opportunity they definitely the smartest. Mm -hmm. And then they get to take the test with all the answers available. Mm -hmm. But they don't want to do the work part. And so one of the things that frustrates me is them not having no type of work ethic at all. Mm -hmm. Now, we don't want to admit it because we don't want nobody to say that we're bashing the single parent um, home. Mm -hmm. But what's happening, and I hate to admit it, Charleston White, he, to the untrained eye, he looked crazy. Mm -hmm. And to the untrained eye, they're trying to say that he's a plant. But when he's not being funny and when he's not getting attention, if you listen to him. He's enlightened. Man, I promise you. Mm -hmm. And nobody going to like this either. He can reach some people that we can't reach. Absolutely. And he makes some very valid points. Strategic. Now, very strategic. And him and the algorithm get along because we over here right now, we we talking about him. Yes, sir. So it did work. But my point is, I with the with the mothers that raised the boys, mm-hmm. nobody wants their kids to go through what they went through. Mm-hmm. And we all want our kids to be better. But somewhere along the line, we started cuddling. And this is just my opinion. We started cuddling the little boys just a little too much. And and when I say cuddling, just, well, you know, we know we want men to raise men. Yeah. But if that's not the case, you still got to have one that's well-rounded. So I know there was, you know, some of the little boys, you know, from a parent's standpoint, they're going to make sure they get the schoolwork. Mm-hmm. Of course, they definitely going to teach them about God or religion or whatever their preference is. But I just think that a lot of the young men that's out here now hadn't seen no real work ethic or adversity to where when they do see it or come across it, like they really just can't handle it. And some unfold, in my opinion.
1: I, I, believe, that, I believe that we are all victims of systems of oppression. OK, you know, I believe that I don't I see what you're saying. You know, they they behind a video game and they don't understand work ethic. They don't mm. understand going out and figure out something for themselves. But think about generationally, it's always systems of oppression. Uh, You know, in your generation, it, you definitely grew up and was a part of the crack epidemic. No, no, you no. know what I mean? So you so you were standing. You was a, attracted and addicted to that money. You get of what I'm course. saying? Then we grow up in an over sexualized system of oppression where we chasing women. Oh, women no chasing men. Right. You get what I'm saying? I believe just the, just the evolution of systematic oppression is the video gaming era. You know, these children, are they have everything at their fingertips. Like you said, the, the which, how you phrase it, the, the answers to the test.
0: Right, they, yeah, yeah.
1: open book test. Shout, shout out Google. <laughs> yeah. You know what I'm saying?
0: And, yeah. the, and now AI. <laughs> oh and,
1: so, my God. and so,
0: and remember, yeah. and again, I'm not being a hater, mm-hmm. but of course... I grew up with the whole figure it out. Yeah. So I'm glad that y'all got more stuff. But what are you doing with the 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 more, you know, the things that you got? You know, what are what are they actually doing with
1: it? Well, think about systems of oppression is designed for you not to know how to do anything with the resources you have. Think about the think about the financial power we had again, not not to bring because it was an important part of life for me and you. Right. The 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 drug era, the crack era, right? right? Think about the amount of finances that was going through our hands and through, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, right. and think about now the knowledge you have of the financial system. Right, right. How powerful were you back then if you had the mind that you have now of finances, of the credit systems,
0: of, you know what I'm and, saying? And you know what? Hold on. You brought up a very valid yeah. point. At the height of the crack era or epidemic or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. there was nobody talking about financial literacy. Nobody. Then because the hood had all the money. No, yeah,
1: and and it was in physical form. Nobody right. was right. building credit. Right. Right. We literally could have built our family's credit off the money that we were generating. And had way more money in, in outside of the streets. Right. You are right? You're but right. we were absent, we were, were blocked out from that knowledge. Right. System right. of oppression. Right. You know what I mean? So now these cats, these young dudes, they they have access to this information. But watch, as soon as they learn it, as soon as as we are learning learning it, they're going to switch the whole system up.
0: Now, I now I, now, I definitely agree with that because it, in, in my opinion, whatever we and it's, it's kind of funny because sometimes we watch a movie mm-hmm. and we say, no, nah, that's not possible. That's not going to happen. Yeah. And then 15 years down the road, it actually happened. Right. So I do believe that on everything, we probably 10 years behind. Mm-hmm. You feel me? And so, again, but it's people like me and you that's getting together. And having conversations like these, mm-hmm. and then being able to mentor some of the other people that's coming up, you know, from behind us. And it's one thing that I want to touch on, and I'm trying to say it the right way. You said that you observed. Did you say superpower? What did, What did you say specifically? Like, I'm your gift. Mm-hmm. Blessing right. from the oh, most high. All right. So, your blessing from the most high, first of all, you had to find out what your gift was. And then, of course, you gave credit yeah. to what credit is due. Right. Sometimes, as men, they don't know what their gift is. Right. All right. Mm-hmm. And so, between not knowing what your gift is and not having a purpose, I think sometimes we just not woke. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Yeah. And so, of course, you know, none of us are Dr. King. We can't save everybody. But I believe that we got to get back to some mentorship. I believe we got to get back to some shadowing. And, and the reason why I'm saying that is because as a people, things that we observe, we can do mm-hmm. or we can mimic or we can copy. Mm-hmm. And I just think that the learning curve of life is too steep for us to continually Uh, just ram my head on the wall, like that wall that's behind you right now, I realize that that's brick. Mm -hmm. So in the physical form, I don't want to just hit my head up against the wall Mm -hmm. uh, because my head going to break before the wall do. And that's the mentality or the mindset that I think, or the approach that I think that we need to take uh, with this whole knowledge thing. Mm -hmm. And so getting back to you, because it's still a few other things That you do now. Mm -hmm. And I I know that the audience is going to know where you came from. But before we get to where you're actually going, let me know what you're doing right now. Because now they already know you used to walk around with a clock. (laughs) (laughs) And they know that you're woke and they know that you, you know what I'm saying, understand statistics. But let them know what you're doing right now so i'm i'm going to tie it in from there
1: so definitely and before i go to there i want to clean up that whole so i, I got an opportunity to to leave that environment okay and and one very important thing and i believe a lot of people will benefit from this is um before i got a chance to leave that environment you know there was anchors on my ankles oh, you know what i mean man. and oh, and, and one of those anchors was <laughs> Out of nowhere. I'm, I'm going to Milwaukee Area Technical College mm-hmm. at this time. I'm playing semi-pro football, busting their head. Okay. And, you know, preparing to go to Grambling State University because I remember I graduated late and all of that. Right. So I'm working, doing a little hustling and all this stuff, getting ready to go to Grambling. Then, boom, one day I find myself in, in, in jail. Okay. You okay. know, and charged with attempted murder. You get what I'm saying? Right, right. Now, of course, I didn't do it. Obviously, I'd be still in jail. Right, right. Like of course, of course. But, um... The the environment that I was around, and shout out to those people that that survived that situation and, and made it out to that out of that environment. I understand that we were all, we were all young and ignorant, and we all made mistakes. and I love you and I forgive you for those who, you know, they were involved in that situation. Right, right. And forgive me for those people I put in situations, but um, you know, I found myself in a jam, right, right when I was about to ascend. Come oh, on, man. You get what I'm yeah.
0: saying? Because you <laughs> so you had a straight shot to Gremlin. It was yeah. already set. I oh, yeah. it and
1: deliver. Oh, let me tell you how straight the shot was. My family sold the land for Gremlin to be built on.
0: No. See, this is another reason why we got <laughs> this is another reason why we got a dialogue. Yeah. Because look what happens when we dialogue. Yeah. Yeah.
1: So my my great rest in peace to my rest of energy to the queen of my family, Darlene Davis. She was a switchboard operator in, in Grambling. Okay. That's who who um, uh, raised my mother. Okay. You know, and uh, my mother used to tell me stories about how my grandmother would be the switchboard operator and like the president to call, you know what I'm saying? Right, yeah. The politicians would call and right. she'd get a chance to. My grandmother was the first person they talked to because they had to of course. switch the lines. Yeah, like, that's old okay, school, right? Patch right. me in. Th- yeah, right, old right, right, school, right, you right, know right, what I'm saying? Right. So, and then Coach Eddie Robinson, you remember him? Yeah, legend. Yeah, Coach, that's the friend, friend of our family, you know what I mean? Come on, man. Yeah, you know. So, hold <laughs> up. And, and
0: so, not to cut you off, uh-huh. he would have been considered a real influencer back then. Oh, yeah. He could influence the influencers. Yeah. Right. Yeah,
1: mm-hmm. Eddie Robinson, like, right. man, legend. man, his name ain't brought up enough. Like, that's the winning winningest coach in NCAA
0: history. Yeah, they leave that part out.
1: Yeah, they leave that part out. How you not mention... Eddie Robinson in every year. Right. Every week. Hell. You know? Right, right. So, I mean, just a piece of history that they try to bury. They try to bury a lot of important components. But anyway, you know, so fortunately I got out that gym and I got a chance to go down to Grammar State University, mm-hmm. which was beautiful. But I in and, 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 and a lot of us brothers, we do this, you know, in the industry, music industry, all type of industries. Um, I carry that cloud with me to that beautiful place. Okay. You get what I'm saying? Right. I, I you know, what they call the survivors of remorse. Right. You know, I couldn't it was just, you know, a week ago or two I was in this jam And then now I'm around all these young Ambitious young men and women right. From all over the country And right. all over the world You know right. what I'm saying? Right. So fast forward through that process I'm getting ready to to get on this, you know uh, walk on this Grambling State team. I'm looking at the competition. I'm like, oh y'all kids. Oh man, <laughs>
0: you know what I'm saying? Dog, that's
1: right, right. taking I'm, candy from a baby. Come right. on now. I'm 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 just fresh off the championship in the semi pro league. And right, right, You right. know what I'm saying? Then I I see y'all that like, y'all still live with y'all mama. I got own okay. <laughs> You know what
0: I'm saying? They, they looking
1: like food. <laughs> they looking like food, bro. Right, honestly, right. shout out to y'all food. You <laughs> know what I'm saying? But um, hey. <laughs> but uh, my pops died the first semester. Yep. Troy Carter senior, you know what I'm saying? This, this, I'm gonna say how you say this nigga didn't get up out of here. on me. You know what right, I'm saying? Right, right, right. He was, he was rough front the edges. Right, right, right. <laughs> that's right. how you talk. But, but he got up out of here on me, and it kind of killed that that thirst for football. Right. But it it amplified that hustle in me, and I didn't right. want to, you know, hustle the other way. I wanted to hustle, you know, with with my education, with, right. with my with my mind. So that's what brought me to, to Las Vegas. Okay. Right? So in 2006, I moved to Las Vegas without nothing, you know? Right. And shout out to, and rest in energy to my auntie, Bucci, auntie Carolyn Smith, um, Carolyn Davis, Carolyn Smith. But um, she, uh, I came and lived with her, my my cousin, Slim William Smith, and um, they were out here. Man, I came. I'm going to introduce them to them brothers, man, some amazing brothers. Yeah. But they were out here selling CDs on the strip, bro. No, man. Hand in hand. Come on, man. I'm talking about busting Because you, you got to look at where
0: I'm from. That's, you, how you know that. yeah. that's how we did it now. Yeah. yeah, that's how, yeah. That's so they era. brought
1: that Midwest hustle to Vegas, man. Oh. These brothers will go 10, 20 deep on the strip making two, $300 a night a piece. Right. They're yeah. grossing three to $6,000 every single night. Right. Come on, man. I wasn't good at it. Right. right. Nah, that, <laughs> you know, hustle. I, it, it's, it's difficult for me to... Don't tell me no more. <laughs> you know right, what i Right, saying? right, right. You know, so, it, so I, I didn't, you know jump into that initially i really wanted to get into the marketing but i had no money so what i do i found a connect
0: <laughs> somebody that did marketing. i
1: found yeah and again just to be clear uh it, it's not cocaine or crack my my uh hustle of choice was cannabis okay that ironically is legal right yeah sure. they are making billions off of right, it so right. uh fortunately uh to speed through a little more um i came here I got myself established and I, I worked. I definitely got a job, right? You know which yeah, you said. Yeah, you gonna keep working. Yeah, yeah, I'm gonna keep working.
0: You know. Multiple streams. Multiple. just
1: but um, I, I end up getting stabilizing myself and you know running to a little Vegas BS. But then I found my. I, I made my peace with the Most High, right? You know, and I tried to stabilize myself and I got married, right? Okay. You know what I mean. Absolute. So a year after me being in Vegas, lit, almost to the day. I got married. Right. You get what I'm saying? Right. Unfortunately, that wasn't the right move. Right, right. But I had the right intentions. Right. You know, I didn't want to be a pimp. I didn't want to be a hustler. Right. I wanted to be a dad. Okay. You know, plus, I, you know, I, I had a, my first semester in college, uh, to backtrack real quick, I had a, my first child. Okay. As okay. well. Anyway, okay. so now I got just me and my baby out, out here in Las Vegas, so I had to figure out something. So, you know, I definitely did jump back into the hustle world, and that hustle world, um, Enable me, right? You know, and and you and you can testify to this as well. That hustle world, because I I come from the background of being hustling there. Now I got better connects on this side again with the legal cannabis industry, right? But, right. Anyway, but uh, <laughs> I got uh, I I amplify my hustling. I I was able to with other streams of income become a millionaire here in Las Vegas. There it is. You get what I'm saying? Right. right. Nobody knew this. Right. You know, all of my friends around, because I never glorified it, because it <laughs> right. wasn't about the hustle, it was about the opportunity. Right, right. You know right, what right. I mean? So I was able to open up a company called Spark City Network. Okay. You know, and at Spark City Network, I had a free studio. for And shout out to all the people who know that, here in Las Vegas, you know. So you,
0: you was still, I ain't going to say Robin Hood, but you was giving back.
1: Absolutely. Right. Every, every, too much. <laughs> right. You know what I'm saying? I was giving back. Um, I opened up this studio because I've believe I seen so many people that I believed in. My heart was huge. Right. You know, so I would go out of town and do what I do. And then nobody I never did it here in Las Vegas. Right, right. You know, everybody thought I was just this, you studio know, man. studio, not even studio. It was, right. a, I opened up a marketing office. Spark okay. City Network is a marketing company. Okay. So I, I went back to hustling with my mind. Right. So my, my objective was to, and then it's going to lead into what I'm doing today, my objective was to go into multiple markets and develop relationships with program directors, promoters. You know what I'm saying? People like yourself. Right. And I was able to accumulate because of my financial freedom. Of course, I was able to accumulate resources and right. intentionally, and then and create a database right. of all kind of connections right. intentionally, and then bring those resources back to these folks that I was dealing with here in Las Vegas. Right. You get right. what I'm saying?
0: Right. Yeah. And and so and and let me say this. At that point, so we're not even gonna worry about how it was getting funded. You was pursuing your passion. Yeah. And so you were still giving back. Absolutely. Because it wasn't about the money. You already you already had you was making money. Exactly. So right,
1: okay. Yeah, and and it was never it will never be about the money. It's always about serving God, honestly. Mm -hmm. And and I never lost track of that. And I always used to I used to battle with it. I used to think I was doing I never thought I was doing a bad thing, or otherwise I wouldn't have done it. Again, right. I didn't sell crack and guns. Right. I didn't pimp females. Right. Right. I sold
0: trees. Right. And, know, they, and and they say tree, and here trees legal. It's legal. Yeah. They, they right. Don't, they don't play that in front of Right, and right.
1: They, and that's why they say <laughs> they they legalize trees because of of poverty situations in in certain communities right. and stuff like that. So because of the economy is down and they they just made a pr- provisions to legalize these trees, but yet never give no kind of uh payback to those who lost their lives doing the very same thing. Right. You know, so I was like, fuck that system a long time ago, honestly. Right. But uh yeah, so when I when I so that's that's kind of like what brings me to what I'm what I what I'm doing today kind is me. those that opportunity afforded me the opportunities to meet brothers like you around the country. Right. And because I'm a real brother you know, I kept them real connections. You know the old school way, grassroots marketing. Man, listen to me, <laughs> you know what and, I'm
0: and 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 not to cut you off. Mm-hmm. Relationships, relationships, right? and I know people when they hear the word relationships, they say, "Okay, I'm old school." Mm-hmm. But relationships and favor, in my opinion, can get you through some doors yes. that your pockets can't. They can't.
1: Yeah, yeah. I mean, me and you both. We've seen how many artists you've seen with plenty money streets or however they got it and they still can't make it
0: not only can they not make it hey over here this could be a cash cow or a money pit (laughs) right right and so we it will find the entertainment business oh yeah we'll find out how deep (laughs) your your pocket pocket really is yeah Yeah. so come over here beating on your chest yeah yeah oh yeah as a matter of fact I think the entertainment (laughs) business is is undefeated oh man yeah I think it's undefeated me too (laughs) Yeah, who who beat it? Yeah. Very few. Very few. And and it's one thing that you said, you said it in another way. I think it was a conscious effort by the powers that be to make sure that it wasn't no more masterpiece and, yes. and, and babies and systems of oppression. Right. And so yeah. and so even though we could have a different take, what we what we do agree on is this. As soon the reason why you gotta always be sharp and always be forward thinking, because as soon as the formula gets figured out, it gets changed. Hmm. <laughs> now, now, now that's that's just my two cents. No, that's facts. You know what I'm saying? Like I
1: said, as soon as these, as soon as we figure out the credit system and all of that, as we're figuring out figuring it out now, they're gonna change
0: it. Oh no, that's in the process. As <laughs> yeah. a matter of fact, yeah. the numbers, the needle getting moved. I think they're gonna introduce it. I don't want to mess up. 'Cause I haven't checked it over the last couple. Uh, but I think February it changes. The the FICO requirements definitely changing. Well, they're gonna boost it up to seven hundred no a, no, a no thousand no, credits. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's gonna be 1,100. Because <laughs> like and, and and now with some of the things that's going on on the internet and with the sharing of information yeah. and with more people figuring it out and it trickling down, mm-hmm. then it's definitely gonna get changed.
1: Yeah, nah, and that's that's unfortunate. But we're innovative people and we have information at our fingertips. So we know how to roll with the punches.
0: And that's one of the things besides giving people their flowers that I want people to hear from this show. Mm -hmm. We've seen adversity. Mm -hmm. We've got punched, we've got Mm kicked and worse, Mm -hmm. but we still the leaders. Yes, sir. We still the innovators. Yes, sir. We still got the pulse and we create the culture. So with that being said, If we can just get the mindset, the work ethic, and add a little bit of know-how and a little bit of faith with that, then all of us can get to the next level. Yes, sir. And it won't just be a chosen few. Yes, sir. And so I just appreciate just even the way that we dialogued, and even though some of it was business, but when you can go from business to personal, to beliefs, Mm -hmm. and then you know, just go back and forth like that effortless, it goes to show that these conversations are needed. Mm-hmm. It's just that it's not a lot of places or uh platforms to where we can really, really fellowship mm-hmm. and so I know that whether it's a person in 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 my audience or your audience, just from some of the things that they've seen or heard from you today, then it's gonna motivate them, man, mm-hmm. and that's really what my goal is. You know, I don't claim to be Dr. King. I don't claim to be perfect. I could get into a fight on the basketball court tomorrow. I'm not speaking that, but I'm human. Mm-hmm. But the one thing that I'm going to stand firm on is we can give out the information and we can speak life and I can tell people about my mistakes. Right? You know what I'm saying? And that's what I want people to be able to draw from. Um, I got to ask you this. We know everybody... Because um, we're, you know, getting close to the end of the year. Mm-hmm. We know as soon as 2024 hit, everybody's going to be talking about what they're going to do. Right. But people like us, we've already started to make preparation or like the airplanes say, we're starting to descend. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'd like to know what's next for you. Uh, uh, what, uh, you know, in terms of your brand, from your long term goals, what's next for you?
1: So my brand is called Power Up Multimedia Marketing, mm-hmm. and um, everything is coming full circle. Okay, circle, and um, we now get a chance to uh, show all of the all of the networking that we've done, the relationships that we built, all right. brothers. Spe- especially, listen, bro. This is you know you, you, we spoke about this alignment and purpose and all of these things. Mm-hmm. We are living and talking and speaking in purpose right now. The vibrations that we kick in through these airways, bruh, is is unmatched. And when you saying what you were saying earlier, to piggyback off what you were saying earlier, you now have the voice. I have the voice. And when when our voices combine, you get what I'm saying. Right. That's that's like that's like them them gangs uniting. That's it. That's you get it, what I'm saying. When, when you when you ignite when you unite the light, that's when you illuminate and you're recognized by the Most High. In my opinion, right. You get what I'm saying. So. I created a company to, my company's called Power Up Multimedia, and it's piggybacked off a company I created called Power Up, or a, a movement I created called the Power Up Music Tour. Okay. And Power Up is derived from a collective conjuring of the most high energy. Okay. And that came from me being in a desperate time of life. Okay. And I sought out a message from the most high, and the message was Power Up. And then it came, a collective conjuring of the most high energy. And the mission for Power Up is unity in real time. Always, I will always be selfless. I will always be server a server of the Most High. So when I got my purpose, Mm -hmm. you understand, I got I got my instructions, bro. I was free. Right. I'm still free. Right. You get what I'm saying? No matter how, and it's important for people to know. You know, brothers and sisters, young and old, we gonna go through ebbs and flows, ups and downs. You get what I'm saying? (laughs) We (laughs) you gonna fuck around and throw up every ups and downs you go through? And life is gonna be life. Life is gonna be life. So with with power up. I had to drop that that dream for a little while because of certain people that we lent, lent our light to. And we spoke about these cats. We we give these people opportunities with the hopes that they acknowledge us for their our contributions to them. Correct. But they never contribute to us. You get what I'm saying? They always take from us and they never replenish us. And we were the fools that thought that they were actually going to bring something back to us. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And and let
0: me me chime in on that. (laughs) The same way you knew what your gift was, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of crazy when I say this, you're going to laugh. One of the first things that happened prior to the season in football is they do an assessment and then they give you your positions. Mm -hmm. And then they give you the plays. They don't give you the plays first and then give you the positions. Well, in life— we never did a position check. Mm. It's givers and it's takers. Mm-hmm. We assumed that everybody was, was givers. Giver.
1: Yes, sir. Because we was a giver. Yes, sir.
0: Then they we found like us, right. Then we found mm-hmm. out that they was takers. Yes. And not only were they takers, they never set we never set limits. Right. So they just kept taking. Right. And so now I don't use the give and take analogy anymore Mm -hmm. what i say is this i know who i am and i know what i got worked out with the universe and god yeah i'm gonna continue to make deposits yes but now i'm not counting on man when i need a withdrawal yes sir that's the only difference
1: yes sir yeah i mean and again we of course we live and learn but unfortunately you know we can't get that time back no 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 and and unfortunately we we have that gained wisdom you know what I'm saying? And, uh, you know, we, again, we spoke on it earlier. And, you know, just let the world know, you know, it's a gift. And I'm talking to the young brothers and, and brothers in general. It's a gift to be able to speak to brothers like you. It's a gift to be able to sit down and listen to your experiences. Mm-hmm. It's a gift to, to learn from your mistakes.
0: You know what I'm saying? And that's why, and you know, I don't have a problem telling you mm-hmm. the bad. You know what I'm saying? And it's mm-hmm. like sometimes... With the hard head are the ones that they say are not coachable. Mm -hmm. And I'm speaking on artists. When they bring them to me, it's a reason why I could get through to them Mm -hmm. because I know what they're going through. Right. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And then I don't do the same strategy for everybody. It has to be cookie. It can't be cookie cutter because I got to see who they are. Right. And what they make up is. It got to be customized. It got to be customized. Mm -hmm. And so one thing and, and me and you both understand this. Again, I'm going to keep talking about dialoguing. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, we networking. But, look, me and you present. You see what I'm saying? So, yeah, we could have did a little bit over Zoom. You know, we could have kept talking. You know how we was talking. Yeah. But the fact that we're here, now we can really start to build. And then I think the most high will give us the direction that we should be taking. You feel me? And the one thing that I want to say that's off subject is this. When your brand got value, then you got leverage. Mm -hmm. So I would challenge the people that's coming behind me not to focus on who's supporting you. Just get the support. Mm -hmm. Because when your brand get value, you're going to have leverage. Mm -hmm. And that's what I want them to focus on, Mm -hmm. basically. Because in football, we still want you to practice and know the plays. I want them to focus on their craft. Focus on their niche. Find out how you gonna get six degrees of separation. And let's not because I believe it is power in the tongue. Let's not speak that it's competition.
1: Training to your numbers called. That okay. I like that. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. And see,
0: but again, jewels. Yeah. And it's it's something that you said about observing to where it's been times to where I could have been the voice of reason. It's been times to where I could have been the voice of authority. Mm -hmm. But I got so many young guys, man, that I learned so much from. Even if it was just them teaching me how they think, I may not agree with it, right? But I know how to get them to a common ground. Mm -hmm. Because one thing that I do know about this new generation, they do like what they see. So if you got any chance of converting them, you just got to show them that look. That way that you're doing right, and not that everything is money, but if they're doing $5,000 in shows by themselves, and I show them that, look, you left 5000 on the table, so you really should be making ten. I got his attention. Right. And so from there, and you brought this up too, so this is another reason why I love talking to you. That From there, I can learn how they learn, mm-hmm. so then I can change my curriculum so that I can reach them. Mm-hmm. So that's where I'm at, man.
1: Absolutely. And, and speaking of those 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 people you're talking about, like I, I can't forget to shout out my grandmother, you know, who's no longer with us, uh, Evelyn Davis. She um she gave me sixty plus grandchildren to be the lead of. I'm the oldest of sixty plus grandchildren from from one mother, one 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 woman. Man, y'all you know ain't y'all ain't going nowhere. <laughs> you understand? Oh man, yeah, you, y'all ain't going nowhere. Yeah, bro, and, and I'm so blessed to be the oldest of them people. They grown and young. Right, 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 right. You know what I'm saying? And um, I understand that it's my responsibility to always be a reflection of positivity to them right. and show them, like even. Man, I got to show them that there is a way. Right. You know, there is, once you find your purpose, I have to show them that,
0: that there's no greater peace than purpose. Right. You get what I'm saying? And, and I'm going to say this. We ain't got to worry about franchising. We should have. <laughs> <laughs> hey, your brand should be in every city, man. We yeah. strapped. Yeah. So, but no, that's my thing. Um, but I definitely want to thank you, man, really for just coming on the show and really for digging deep and being transparent. Mm -hmm. Because when we show people our flaws or our shortcomings, or the times that we had to pivot, then it'll make them feel better about when they have to. And the two things that I teach outside of that is I tell people, please don't have self-inflicted wounds because the game, hard enough by itself, Mm -hmm. right? And then the second thing is this, it's okay to make the necessary adjustments. Mm -hmm. it's okay and that's one of the things that I think some of the people that um will listen to us you know that did listen to us today I think that they'll get that you didn't sit up here and try to be perfect you didn't sit up here and try to be holier than thou Mm -hmm. and you didn't try to make nobody feel less than and I think one of the things with my age group that we got to do in terms of reaching back is we got to tell y'all how raggedy we was and and really how it went down versus just telling y'all don't do this and don't do that. And I'm going to say this. I definitely appreciate the hospitality um, since I've been here. And if it's anything that you want to say to the audience or anything that you want to let my audience know um, that you got coming up, man, pop yours.
1: Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, Power up multimedia marketing. Um, I'm a marketing strategist, right? So what I want to do is educate independent, small businesses, restaurants, talents and stuff like that. I want to educate them to the importance of marketing and, and especially network marketing. Mm-hmm. So my, my company, that's what we're doing. We do social media management, okay, which is a foundation of marketing. I want them to understand that your social media is your storefront, your digital storefront. I know you can make a post and you can, you know, jazz up the post and all of that, but we, we're not consistent. You get what I'm saying? And consistency is key. You notice that McDonald's open their doors every day at a specific time and close their doors at a, every day at a specific time. So what we do at Power Up Multimedia Marketing is we open and close your doors every single day on time. Right. Right? So that's that's how we enable people to see your products and services that you have for sale. Correct. If people don't know what you have for sale, they can't hire you. They can't book you. You get what I'm saying? And that's that's the artist. That's the restaurants. That's all these people to invest all these tens of thousands and hundreds of thousands into their businesses and put zero dollars on marketing. Let's stop doing that because we're ruining fortunes. Right. And again, us here at Power Up Multimedia and that's Power Up Multimedia on um on Instagram and uh, Power Up Multimedia Gmail dot com. Um, we here to help and we are our services are nationwide. Um, and also. We're partnering up with brothers like quarterback over here. You know what I'm saying? And and whatever whatever we can contribute to whatever his movement is, he have our 100% support, you know? So, yeah, that's, that's the next move for, for my company, which is Power Up Multimedia. <laughs> well, hey, look, I'm
0: going to say this. In terms of, and I'm going to look at it as a toolbox, mm-hmm. because of your movement, because of your purpose, and just because of where I know you're going, If it's ever a tool in my box that you need You know what I'm saying Let me know Because this is going to be one of the first steps Of brothers seeing other brothers That's like minded linking up Yes sir And It is a game of follow the leader We do know that We the leaders We the leaders It's also a game of monkey see monkey do But this would be the one time We ain't the monkeys Never never that But watch this This would be a time That if they did follow the trend, we wouldn't be leading them wrong. Exactly. You see what I'm saying? And so that's why I'm still traveling. That's why I'm still outside. Um, And, you know, I'm going to be outside for a while because, you know, I ain't in no rush to go in. But my goal and my purpose is really to empower, enlighten, and then be able to physically see these guys elevate, man. So that's where we at. I appreciate you coming on the show, man. Um, Really, it blessed me. And... This Mutual This is currency to me though mm-hmm. This is what Mutual. it's all about So I do realize that if me and you get on here And do something stupid Or if you'd have brought a gun here Or something like that We'd get more numbers But we are going to reach the people that we're supposed to reach
1: That's all that matters Alright Yes sir uh, Yes sir Yes <laughs> sir